0: This episode of Safe Space Radio is brought to you by the Equity Fund and listeners like you.
1: This is WMPG, my name is Dr. Anne, and this is Safe Space Radio. Today is part of our ongoing series about LGBTQ teenagers in Maine. You may know that this group has one of the highest risks of suicide in our country, largely due to the real threat of homophobia, including rejection from family, bullying, and even violence. But the culture is also really changing, as evidenced by the passage of marriage equality here in Maine and in many parts of the U.S. So we were curious to hear from some LGBTQ teens about what their life is really like today. My guest is Samantha. Samantha is a junior in high school in coastal Maine who has always been really interested in music. She focuses on classical instrumental music, but she also sings constantly as well. <laughs> her goal for after high school is to major in music education with a minor in performance. She's also heavily involved in drama. Performing arts have been her great passion. Welcome to Safe Space <laughs> Radio, Samantha. Thanks. I'd like to start by having you tell me a little bit about how this started for you. Um, I understand that you identify as lesbian, is that right? Yeah. Okay, so I'd love to hear the story about how you came out to yourself. How did you become aware of this about yourself?
0: Um, well, I guess I've kind of always known. I didn't really think about it. Like, it wasn't ever really a big deal to me. Um, yeah, I, I kind of started liking my current girlfriend last year, and then I was like, oh, well, this is happening, and... I kind of always knew that I didn't like boys, and that was just part of who I am, and...
1: Uh Uh-huh, so it was just like, it just always felt natural in who you were, and you never really questioned it? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, And so, how old were you when you first told somebody, and, and who, how did you choose who that person would be?
0: Well, that was actually just last year. I was 16. Um, well, I told my girlfriend, my current girlfriend, um, of course she was supportive. Um, and then I didn't really get to choose who I told next. Um, my course teacher noticed some chemistry between me and my girlfriend, and I hadn't told her or told anyone yet, and she kind of just assumed and she told my parents.
1: and Without telling you she was going to do that?
0: Yeah, without telling me. So that was a huge deal. And I remember going to my girlfriend's house with two of our other friends um, to help her record this final for her exercise class. And my mom called me and was like, I spoke to your course teacher. We need to have a talk later. And that was how that happened. Like, I didn't really get to
1: choose. So she, your mom calls and says, I just spoke to you. We have to have a talk. Now, did you have any idea what she was talking about at that
0: point? Um, well, I kind of assumed because there was just like a tone in her voice. It kind of gave away that it was something she was feeling negative about.
1: So then what happened?
0: Um, well, I, that night I just went right to my room because I, I just didn't want to talk about it that night and have a negative conversation about it because it was, it was new to me, like this whole process of coming out was new to me. And then the next morning we had like a four hour conversation and That did not go well. Um, I got... It's just a phase. Um, You need to stop spending so much time with her. Maybe you just need a break. And if this is who you really are, then we'll deal with it. But this isn't you. You've never been like this before. And obviously it is me. I mean, I've known. They they just didn't expect that from me, I guess, because I look feminine, I guess. And, yeah, later that, like two weeks later after this conversation, I got, you, you've never looked like a lesbian. You've always worn pink. You've always worn tutus when you were little like you walked around the house in tap shoes you've always been girly and I had to explain that gender expression and sexual orientation have nothing to do with each other you're just who you are and I don't know I guess it still doesn't click for them
1: the fact that you're a lesbian doesn't (laughs) click or the fact that you're Girly and a lesbian at the same time, both um
0: they still think that I need to spend less time with my girlfriend because it's changing me. It's making me gayer they I guess um i don't I don't think that they believe that I am actually a lesbian, I think they believe that my girlfriend made me gay. Oh.
1: So they, they worry she's a quote-unquote bad influence. Yes. And are they are they trying to restrict the contact you have? Like, do they ground you? Do they give you curfews? How How does it play out? Every time I
0: want to go out and hang out with her on the weekend, it's, why are you spending so much time with her? You should be at home. You should be... Practicing your instrument, you should be doing homework. You shouldn't be spending time out. You see her during school. Every time I ask, it's a constant fight. Do you get a sense of what their fears
1: are if you are a lesbian?
0: I'm not sure, honestly. I think maybe they're embarrassed. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they just wanted the normal life for me a husband, kids, but I guess what they don't realize is that this is normal for me. And um, same-sex couples can still have kids, <laughs> and I just don't think they get that.
1: They So they're equating it with loss. It sounds like they're afraid that you might not get to have the things that they always hoped you'd have or that maybe they want as grandparents, do you think? That's part of it. Um
0: I guess so. They've they've never really been the biggest supporters of homosexuality, I guess. Um I got things like I mean before I before I came out to them before before gay marriage was legalized my dad said to me if we legalize gay marriage then we have to legalize things like bestiality and mm. as a middle schooler who was just trying to like figure herself out that confused me like why why there was a comparison between the two things and why there was such a negative reaction from him, because everybody everybody deserves to love how they wanna love, and it's just it's still confusing to me how there aren't supporters, and there are negative reactions. I just don't get it <laughs> It doesn't click for me.
1: Since that four hour conversation. Have you been able to bring up that quote about bestiality? It's such a <laughs> it's such a painful thing to hear from yeah. your own dad. Yeah. Um
0: honestly I try to avoid conversations like that. Um I kind of try to avoid conversations in general. It's just really made our entire relationship really negative
1: so the fact of this has sort of like become a wedge in other ways as well it definitely has yeah yeah do you feel hopeful that in time they'll come around like do you do you have experience where like they just take a while to get used to something and eventually come around or do you fear that it might last
0: Right now, it's hard for me to see it changing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been over a year and my teachers have told me just to not worry about it because they, they think it will change. They think my relationship with my parents will get better, that my parents will become more accepting and I guess that's hard to picture, um, because this past year it's scarring. Like, I don't, I don't know how we're going to get back from it. I don't know how I'll be able to have like the same relationship that I used to have with them after this year.
1: I am struck at your courage in talking to me about it. You know, it's clear that you've had really painful conversations in trying to talk about this. And what was it that made you want to talk with me? Um,
0: well, I have a bunch of friends who are out, and their parents and their friends have been really supportive, and... That just wasn't my experience. So I wanted to share that side
1: of it. And when you say that, like, what do you mean? What's a, do you have a story about that side of it? Oh, um,
0: well, my best friend since sixth grade, um, I don't know, we were basically like sisters. When I came out to her, at first she said, okay, thank you for telling me. And then a couple months later, she started withdrawing, and refused to hang out with me, refused to answer my texts, my phone calls. So I finally, like, asked her why, and she didn't reply to me. She replied to another one of my friends who I'm still friends with, which is good, but she sent a note during class to my other friend, and said, I don't want to be Samantha's friend anymore. And so I then asked her why, and she sent me a bunch of angry texts, and I didn't really understand until her dad called my mom, and he said, how does she even know? She's never had sex with a boy. Why is she making this choice? And it was so weird for me, but my mom thought back and she was like, you're being ridiculous. And that was a positive moment in my relationship with her. But then my friend's mom asked if we could talk about this. She said we can either meet at Starbucks or we can meet at your house because you are not welcome in my house. And so, we met them at Starbucks, my mom and I, and my friend and her mom. And my friend was sobbing, and I'm sitting here like, why do you get to cry? Um, <laughs> Because they were just, like, coming at me, like, why are you making this choice? You're hurting so many people you love. You're, you're going to lose everyone, and...
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. It was rough.
1: Mm-hmm. So were you. You were all by yourself.
0: Yeah, I mean... They told me I was just a bad influence on her. And she didn't want to be my friend anymore. And her parents didn't want me to be her friend either. So my mom said, Really? She's a bad influence? (laughs) She's a straight-A student. She's so bright and... I don't know. I... I still wonder how I'm a bad influence.
1: It sounds like they're afraid you're going to, you're going to quote unquote, make their daughter gay. Yeah. Like they um, believe you, you would have that kind of power.
0: Yeah. But what's funny is she is currently best friends with an out and gay boy at our school I think it's just the fact that I'm a girl, I'm a lesbian, and she's a girl. And I don't think that's fair. I wasn't going to make her gay. That's not something that's real. That's not a choice. That's, you're, you're born like that. And
1: I don't know, that whole experience was pretty rough. It sounds it. It also sounds like your mom despite her own issues with your sexuality, actually tried to really come to your defense.
0: I think she'll support me when other people are being negative to me. But as far as my relationship with her is, she, she rarely says those things to me. She rarely... Tries to, like, support me and just be there for me. It's just like, that's not our relationship anymore.
1: So what I'm hearing is that ever since that chorus teacher called your mom, there's really been a lot of loss with the people that you were closest to, your parents and your best friend.
0: Yeah. Hmm. It's been an interesting ride the past
1: year and you i mean what well, part of what strikes me is how much has happened just in a pa- in the year you know that you have a girlfriend all this has come out yeah. and, and that here you are now a leader in your high school GSTA the gay straight transgender alliance and in the statewide Glisten group which is a gay lesbian straight education network which is quite powerful that you have come forward like that and been willing to take on these kinds of risks, what inspired you to do that? What inspired you to, to become such a, a visible leader in your school given the kinds of painful losses that you were also experiencing at the same time?
0: Well, I think it was because of my painful losses, to be honest. Um, going through that myself, I don't think that other kids should have to. Like, there's no there's no going back for me. There's no, like, fixing that. But there are ways to prevent that from happening in other kids' lives. And I think that's what we should work towards.
1: And what are some of those ways to prevent it? Like, what, what do you mean when you say that?
0: I think there should be GSTAs for parents, to be honest. I think parents need to be educated and need to learn just how to be there for your kid because i don't think any parent really wants to ruin their relationship with their child but it can happen i mean it it happened for me and just if you if you don't know how to to be there for your kid once they come out to you you can't take that back. You can't take back what you said. That will always be in their mind.
1: Are you familiar with PFLAG, with Parents and Friends of Lesbians and Gays, which is an organization yeah, just like you're talking about? Yeah,
0: my manager was actually telling me all about that last night.
1: Uh-huh. I mean, one of the things, you know, I wonder how How do you think it might go if you invited your parents to go to a meeting with like that? Um, to be honest,
0: I don't think they'd go. They'd probably come up with some excuse, like, we don't have enough time to do that right now. We don't, we can't fit that in our schedule. We have to do this, do that. We can't go to this
1: meeting. Hmm. So you are, and it sounds like really inspired by your own experience so much wanting to protect other kids from ever having to go through this. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like your school, GSTA, um, is a place where you can share your sadness about this?
0: I do. I love everyone in my school's GSTA. We have about 30 members, which is pretty good. And they're all really supportive and really just great. And our advisor is wonderful. It's a great environment. I hope every school has one at some point. They're not just a safe space for gay, lesbian, and transgender mm-hmm. teens. They're just safe for everyone.
1: You may know that there was a study published in Canada sh- looking at 22,000 high school stu- <laughs> twenty-two thousand high schoolers showing that in schools that had a GSTA or an equivalent, the risk of suicide was lower, not only for the LGBTQ mm-hmm. kids, but lower for everybody. Yeah. Which is pretty profound, yeah. Yeah, sounds like you already knew that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, and uh, presumably it would be protective for the parents too if they were all you know more involved in their own. It sounds like yeah, definitely. <laughs> Part of the inspiration for doing this series was l- trying to look at whether the the changes that are happening in the culture as a whole, as marriage equality is passing in more and more states around the country and is now over a year old in Maine whether that cultural shift is really being felt at the level of high school and I'm curious to ask you do you feel like when that passed that things felt a little different for you at school or at home like did it did it shift things
0: um well that was before I was really out to anyone I think um but yeah, our school did these like in school votes and the majority of my school voted for in favor and that was just that was really great. We read it on the announcements and it was it was really inspiring. I think I think it is able to be felt in school. I think there's been discussions about it and people are actually really positive about it. Um, I wish it would be felt more in my own home, but being able to go to school and feel differently about it, that's, that's good.
1: Sometimes it can almost feel like there can be a backlash. Was there any commentary about the vote in your house?
0: Um. Well, m- multiple times the the comment about bestiality has come about. Um,
1: multiple times, not just the one time.
0: That was the first time that I had heard it. That one time. Um, that was before I was even in high school, and <laughs> since then it's been said like twice. Um. But each time it's just like a knife in the chest. It's like why, why is that comment being made?
1: right It makes no sense to your own based on your own experience, yeah, 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 um, are there teachers in your school who are out? Yes, there is. um he
0: married our g s d a advisor actually he married his husband this past summer. And how did that go? How how did, was that celebrated at the school? He announced it at our school's graduation last year. A standing ovation. It was it was great. So and happy were for your him. parents there? No, oh. they weren't. Um,
1: so the whole school and the parents at the graduation gave him a standing ovation that he was going to get married. Yeah. How touching. Yeah. Mm. So it sounds like in some ways you live between two worlds. You have one large culture that you're part of that really celebrates this. And you feel that through the vote, through the group that you're part of, through that kind of standing ovation. And then you live in another world where there's great judgment and lack of understanding. And Yeah. How do you navigate between those two worlds?
0: It's honestly really challenging. I... I'm able to share my opinions at school. And I talk about it all the time with my girlfriend, with my friends. And they all agree with me. They're all really supportive. And then I go home and I just try to avoid talking about anything related to the subject. I don't share my opinions on anything. And that's how I kind of just avoid heated conversations. I just don't share.
1: You said that you would love for parents to be part of a a group of their own, and I'm curious, if you were leading a class of parents (laughs) whose kids were all about to come out to them but hadn't yet, what would be the things that you would want those parents to know about their response? Well,
0: I'd probably emphasize that they're still your kid. They've always been this way. Um, Every parent loves their kid from the beginning. So why should sharing who they actually are change that?
1: They should be proud. Have you seen any examples in your own life with friends who've come out to their parents, and the parents kind of began where yours are, but actually over time did find a way to embrace their child and their child's sexual orientation? Um, My
0: friends who are out and gay, they have parents who have kind of been there from the beginning and have supported them from the beginning, I think. But I do have an aunt whose brother... um, is is gay and his parents i mean this was a while ago he's like in his 50s um when he came out to his parents his parents were like oh boy (laughs) this is this is not you this is not natural but they've grown into really accepting parents and they're now like 80 i want to say and their entire family is so supportive of him, and he has two kids and a partner. They haven't married, and it's really great to see. And this is in your own family. Yeah, this is this is my family.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe they can have a little influence on your parents.
0: I hope so. I bet you do. Have you ever called that aunt and said, "Can you help me?" I haven't, but that would probably be a good idea.
1: She might be an ally that your parents trust. Yeah. Are there other people now in your life that have kind of stepped up, almost like mentors or people who kind of really wanted to be adults who support you in your life? Definitely. Um,
0: I have one teacher who is, she constantly offers to talk. She has said, should go out for coffee sometime. I want to be there for you. Um constantly checking up on me. So that feels really great.
1: It's incredibly important for the adults to do that. I'm so glad you have that. Do you yeah. take her up on it?
0: Um I I have talked to her multiple times. I've emailed with her. I haven't gone out to coffee with her. I should definitely do that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm so glad you have people in your life who see you and care about you. I am too. (laughs) Thank you so much, Samantha, for being my guest today. Thanks. If you want to learn more about PFLAG, which is parents, families, and friends of lesbians and gays, you can go to pflag.org. Also, if you only got a chance to hear part of this interview and you'd like to hear the rest of it or you'd like to email it to a friend or to some parents that need to hear it, please go to our website at safespaceradio.org. You can subscribe there to get a weekly email with a link to that week's show. You can download us onto your phone to listen in your morning commute. can download us from iTunes and like us on Facebook. My thanks today to Gabe Graben for producing the show, Maurice Lennon for the intro music, and to Jim Russell for being our consultant. Coming up next is Speak Freely.